everybody what's going on this is your man l jamal uh this is another edition of never out of bounds of course this is a place where you can say what you want as long as you got the facts i have been under the weather for the past few days i um i lied to myself over the weekend i, I told myself and my peoples that i was around 85 percent 80 percent and i'd be well in a couple days but no i was really around 65 maybe even 60 um I'm still going over it just a little something now, but the congestion is just about gone. I can safely say I'm about 85%, uh, 90%, uh, but I am back today. I will be putting in some work this week. I told you guys I'd be around over the weekend. I had all these plans. Well, they've been uh, pushed. They haven't been canceled. Uh, we still got, I got some top tens for you guys, uh, but now I have to work on them. So they're going to be a little bit late. So I'm a little bit behind. Uh, today will be a episode chock full of some stuff. And hopefully, at least, especially in this first part, hopefully the segues are all there. Uh, this one was kind of, I didn't hash this one together or anything like that, but I did piece this one all together last night. I uh, was not able to record because, again, I wasn't a hun wasn't where I wanted to be i won't i don't want to say 100 because i'm not 100 right now uh but i am getting there i'm a lot better with that being said a uh, shout out to all my co-workers uh we all suffered through some sort of uh illness through the past couple of weeks some sort of cold flu type of thing uh just everybody in general anybody that's been going through that uh shouts out to you for getting better prayer to you if you are still coping uh like i said a couple weeks ago Eat your, eat your vitamins, say your prayers, a la Hulk Hogan in the 80s. Yes, face Hulk Hogan. Uh, listen, it's just how it is, but I'm here. No no real, no real excuses, but I am here. Um, but again, you know, it, you know, people do get sick, but I'm here to work. This is my, this is my passion. So I can't get too far away from it. This is, I can't stray too far. I've been feeling it. Like I told you last night, I was working on it. Um, I had all these notes together. I had all these things highlighted. I just did not have the extra energy and it, it hurt me. It hurt me. Um, yeah, I had to leave work early again and I, it just bugs me because again, remember, you know, as much as I talk about the working environment and working and working for the white, the, the, the corporation and shit, you know, you do got to get your paper and until I get this, you know, solid and this, this podcast and, you know, voiceovers and my voice, my real passions going, I got to be responsible enough to do the day-to-day -day hustle so um that bothers me that's why i have to send a shout out to my co-workers as well because again we all we gotta we all in different situations but working is important for us so uh despite what i say in certain episodes you know i'm glad to be feeling better and i'm glad to be able to be back to my passion um let's get into the news uh i'm gonna just start it off uh with uh the, the big elephant in the room, uh, Pop Smoke. Uh, before I get in, I just give you guys a quick disclaimer about where I'll be coming from uh, with this uh, story. Here is I don't know anything about the man. I did not even know he existed until the day he was murdered. I just happened to be on Facebook and I'm scrolling down the timeline, um, and uh, you know I hear about this guy, you know this rapper who's passed away. His name is Pop Smoke. I believe he's from the New York uh, area. He was living in Beverly Hills at the time. I don't know about what label he was signed to. I don't know if he was independent or anything about that. I don't know anything about him. I don't know his songs. I just know the name and where he's possibly from, at least the general area, and I know where he was killed. 
and where he was living at, at the time. Uh, because I don't know anything about him, again, I haven't listened to a song from him, and I didn't want to jump on that wave, you know, immediately after somebody passes away, you just start listening to them or listening to them again as though you were always, no, I don't, to me, that's not, it's not fake. It's not, I'm not going to say it's fake, but again, it's not, I got to carry the same energy. Uh, to me, it's about vibe. And if I'm feeling you, it doesn't matter if you passed away or none of that. I'm going to be listening to you regardless. So, if, you know, if I fell out with Nipsey before he passed, I really didn't just hop up on him, you know, and I'll be honest with you, I didn't fall out with him, you know, on a negative tip. I just wasn't listening to him like that. And I didn't just jump on him again after he passed either, because again, it just, it's about, how the music clicked with me. If it didn't click with me, I wasn't gonna just, you know, you know, listen to it. So for Pop Smoke, there's no disrespect to him, but I just never heard of him. And you know, it just, I don't listen to, you know, the mainstream music uh, consistently enough to, to, to have him come across my my ether. I'm underground and, and pre, well, and anything post 2010, to be honest with you. I mean, I'll listen to every, a new song every now and again, but I'm not, you know, constantly. Again, it's not a consistent thing. I know who I know who, who's out there. Of course, I'm not. I'm not under a rock, but I just don't know. I don't know everybody. I don't know, and I don't know what everybody's been up to. I can't tell you that. Um, a couple artists, J. Cole, uh, Kendrick Lamar. But anyways, we're, we're getting to. I'm getting to uh, beyond where I need to go. Um, let's keep it focused. And um, what I wanted to focus on uh, was. Well, from the perspective of a 29-year-old black man and having it be uh, Black History Month. And mind you, uh, you know, looking into this and looking into what Black History Month is all about. And I know a lot of people will have their own feelings, especially now in the 21st century where we've gotten to, well, let's just say 2020, where a lot of things has, has transpired within the black community. A lot of perspectives have changed. And you'll hear a lot of different uh, differences in that because of that and uh, how people talk about Black History Month and what it's all about let's just say for them they're gonna say this is how it really is or this is how society has really shaped it or or uh what the institutions really wanted there was some you know some underhandedness behind this and it was you know it's not really that important now let's talk about it because um you know what i see in the situation of i don't know who the man is again i don't know who this guy is but it's obvious that we have another black man slain by the hands of another black man and let's say okay the killers wasn't but it's likely that he was set up by some black folk right or whatever you know and again that's what we're dealing with in our own month now i know the street cats would tell us and i get it whatever you know they they you know they have their their right to have an opinion i'm pretty sure there's cats that's in the, in the, in the game that's going to tell you well he put out his address and he you know put himself out there i get it i've seen it i understand it i totally whatever i've seen it i i I, I can only rationalize with it just because I've seen it. I never condoned it, but I just, okay, it's just a part of the existence. That's what happens sometimes. That is unfortunate. But why? If he posed a threat to you or your community in some way, fine. He came to the hood in LA and was disrespecting somebody. I get it, fine, whatever. I, you know, again, I don't condone the actual murder. You know, I could just, I, I would have preferred if people really felt some type of way to check him. You know, maybe he goes to a club and maybe they touch him up there. 
you know, just just knock him around a little bit, maybe, I don't know, I'm just trying to, I kind of rationalize with the, with the street element, but again, we, we often, for what, because he has some, he had a, he has a nice house, he has a nice crib, we ain't got one, ain't that, ain't, but that's, isn't that what we hustling for? We all striving for that, right? Isn't that the point? Why are we taking from all? Why are we taking from others? Why don't we just, why don't you just check them in the club against them? Take a, take a watch or a ring and say, look, man, this ain't all what you think it is. Whatever. I don't know. You don't need to really, I, I mean, and we I, sh- I thought we were beyond that because I thought the whole thing was, especially nowadays, because it's so, it, we, we're trying to make it so racial, right? Because there's an element that plays into into there's this racial element that I wanted to bring up because you know of course with the Deontay Wilder fight which we're gonna talk about you know that was like all this whole and especially being Black History Month so we bold enough to to, to want to ride people because they say pro black things and we want to say pro black things now want to claim we woke but we still shooting each other stop it that's a problem that's that's a contradictions and not to say that that's why you know. Not to equate the two per se, but I'm saying the mindsets and what we're trying to be about. We tell we tell the whole world when a, when a black man gets shot by the police, black lives matter. But when the black when we shoot each other, it's all well, hey, it's just it, it's all it's all and we defend it. Stop it. I got some more black history for you guys. Of course, I've been I've been I've been uh, under the weather, but. You know, I got some actual black history for you guys, so so y'all can understand at least some instance. And you know what? And just because, and just because of how, again, when I looked it up and, and just ha- saw how it resonated with me again, having to go back after years. Of course, we learned about it, but to, to go back on it on your own as a grown-up, really take the facts in and understand. You know, at least from the, the primary sources that you would go to. You know, in different places and read up on it, you, you get it. And it becomes part of your your psyche again, and you reconnect because I think. And this is the and this is I'm gonna take it back, you know, because again we have this is what it's all about. If it's about remembrance, if it's about recognizing where we come from and where we can be, why are we still capping each other like that? Why are we still promoting that lifestyle? Because I, I I don't know pop smoke, but I can only imagine that just just taking a taking a stab at the ninety the ninety percent of rappers that's put out here that nobody has a problem with that people lit you know say whatever all day ninety percent of the them rappers talk about drugs sex and violence pretty much what Lil Wayne's albums are about but we say we change we say we we need some type of some type of, uh, uh, you know, and again, same thing. I mean, and you hear it, you know, especially when people, you know, remember Obama. They go, well, Obama didn't do nothing for the black community. Well, what are we doing to serve ourselves? We rob each other. We sh- we go up in each other's houses, and we don't want to even talk about it like it's a problem. But it had it had to be had to be on white cop, and he get pulled over, despite if he run his mouth off or he might. Who no? Well, no, no, no. I'm not gonna go there. In no situation with the in, in a lot of situations with the police, that that shit is unarmed and they have no right to be shooting no black folk. But in this situation, Pop Smoke denied the right to be shot by a black man. Let's get back to that point. Fuck that. I'm not even gonna go there right now. We keep trying to act like this don't exist, it don't happen. 
the stats of Kansas City, look them up, the, the stats of Kansas City, Missouri, and black on black, the majority of the shootings and the murders, and really break down those stats. You can sit there and say, well, it, uh, it's a lie, it's a lie. It ain't, but they ain't all lies. You can't just you can't just pick one stat and and and, and have it suit you and and and, and don't want, and want to discard the other one. You can't it can't be that way. Numbers and statistics don't lie. That's why they exist. You cannot dispute those. Yes, yeah, sometimes you know they might you know inflate. There might be some inflation, but don't play yourself. Don't play yourself. You know exactly. You know exactly what goes on in the black community because it's promoted through the popular music that the mainstream that we don't own or control promotes. Hmm, why does? Why is that the case? Hmm. Yes, R.I.P. to Pop Smoke. Condolences to his family. But we have a big problem here in our community. A bigger problem here at large. And it starts with understanding what our history really is and what our purpose is individually and then as a collective and how our collective can work with others. Because nobody's going to want to work with you if you cannot work with yourself. Nobody wants to have to deal with Nobody wants to worry about, man, if I show this money, if I if I pulled out this and I do this. Now, again, yeah, no business putting out his address that again, but he got robbed and shot because of that. And he was flexing. Come on. Did he did he shoot somebody? There must be more to this story. Tell me. Tell us there's not. There's got to be more to this story than that. Right. That's ridiculous. That's that's ridiculous. In. And again, we're in Black History Month. We've been making everything so racial. We had Lord Jamar come out the Eminem for all this racial stuff in the canon, trying to trying to bring bring us out. All for the all for this. And no, and guess what? They I ain't heard none of them talk about this. None, at least about the the, the real element, which is why we shooting each other, why this stuff keeps happening amongst us, and what we can do to stop. No. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. They don't, all they saying is R.I.P. They got the YouTube guys. Ain't even really listen to them. They want to react and make money off and monetize with their videos. Get the fuck out of here. This supposed to be Black History Month. I don't even know the man. I don't. I don't know if I ever will listen to the man. But the issue at hand is murder. Why do black men murder each other? And why do we feel as a community we don't need to talk about it or do anything to to prevent it? Fuck the police. And that we don't need them if they just gonna shoot us anyways. Why are we gonna keep shooting each other? We need to stop shooting each other some way. Because they just gonna come in and to shoot you as well. That's why they come in there and they come into the community in the first place. Keep trying to tell people. They don't wanna listen to that. I'm the coon. No, the coons is the people who shoot each other all day. And they run around with that riffraff all day. They don't wanna hear that. They don't want to hear that. And it's also the people that suck up to white folk. But okay, sure. But make sure we get all of them lumped together. Because that's how all of them operate. All, they ain't none of them different. It's all the same. House Negro, Field Negro. They are on the plantation together. I'm, I propose. I'm, I'm free. I've been to that. Let's talk a little bit about some black history. And I wanted to get into this again. I kind of alluded to it when I talked about uh pop smoke but uh 
we're going to talk about its significance even now in the 21st century despite uh, our attempts and I feel in our community to be quite cynical about it you got this new age of black thinking where oh well the civil rights movement didn't do nothing Democrats ain't do nothing Republicans has been our pals in the, in the shadows shut the hell up while you ain't got no black Republican senator to even mention <sighs> let's talk about it man. because I think people have changed and they think they oh well, we in the mind no it still matters your identity still matters your history still matters and this is why the main concept, the main misconception is, is these, these, these truthers try to tell you is all black history Month talks about is slave history. And it just tries to tell you that you're directly from Africa, blah, 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 blah. Okay. First of all, you are from Africa. You can sit there and try to tell everybody about what the Bible says and all that. Listen. When they took you, when you got to this country, you were taken from the eastern, no, I'm sorry, the southern and the western shores of Africa. You could sit there, you want to deny it, we were already native. Well, okay, even if you want to go by the Bible, sir, even, even the Bible tells you, will tell you, right? Doesn't it tell you that the, the Native Americans were the part of the tribe of Gad? So that would exclude you from the tribe of Judah that you claim to be part of anyway. So... Y'all need to calm that shit down. There was a middle passage and you were sold into this bondage. You are from Africa. Now, what tribe specifically? Well, we don't all know that. And that was the that was the blind and brute, but yet you know, calculated, you know, result of slavery. That's for real. But all this, oh, we were native here, and we part of the tribe of Judah and Israel, man. Whatever, dude. Maybe, maybe, and, and now, this is where it all, this is where I say that's a misconception. It does really go back to Africa, but that's just where it starts. Yes, your history in America starts with slavery, but what were you doing before that? That's why it's important to know. Not only the stuff that was accomplished here, not only, oh yes, we, you know, fought to free ourselves from slavery. No, not only that we made these inventions in this country, like the uh, cell phone, uh, like the traffic light, gas masks, or even the super soaker. Not to mention all the accomplishments by C.J. Walker. So, we... Of course, it's good to recognize all that. We should be, because that is you. And for somebody to tell you to, to discredit that and discount that because, oh, well, hey, it's a part of slave history or whatever. Tell them shut up. Tell them read that, read that shit again and have it resonate with them again. Watch a documentary or shit. And stop trying, to, stop trying to look all between the lines on everything. Because you have to understand, these people didn't know who they were to begin. They, these people did not, a lot of people didn't know who they were without Black History Month and Black History Week. Carter G. Woodson, the founder of Black History Week, which we're going to be, of course, what we have now, he was part of the uh, Association of for the Study of Negro Life and History. So we didn't even know who the hell we were. And we had to study that on our own. 
through the process of what we're doing now. So to so to so to come back years later and say, "Fuck what y'all talking about." That's just a holiday. That's just cool. Man, no, fuck that. Respect that the fact. Respect the fact that you got that. Because you didn't know nothing without them giving you the foundation, without giving you some written log of what's going on and keeping these records together. You wouldn't even be able to know that you can. You, you wouldn't even be able to piece together the fact that you you even originated from Africa and then therefore be able to go back deeper and understand. Oh, oh, there's Mansa Musa. Oh, we are, you know, we, we, there are some of us that may be a descendant of the Egyptians in the pyramid because they were black. So in turn, it also makes, yes, those original Israelites and those Hebrews, yes, they all, they all from, they all from Africa. Yes. Different tribes, albeit. But you specifically and the, the people that live here. We might not be of those stocks, and that's okay. That's all right, because you still have already have already created history and, and wealth amongst our own. We just have to put that together. That's what it was all about. I mean, again, it was created in 1926, and it started as Negro History Week. And again, it was it coincided on the February the 14th, actually February 12th. And February the 14th, because again, uh, this will be Abraham Lincoln's birthday, February the 14th. And then also Frederick Douglass' birthday will be uh, February the 14th. So it was the second week of February. And it was basically, they insisted that schools uh, around the country, at least in black areas, study some type of black history. And they would provide that for them. Uh, West Virginia, uh, Washington, D.C., Baltimore, North Carolina, and Delaware, uh, certain uh, well, schools in those states, uh, like I said, black schools in those states, would originally, uh, would be the only, well, at first would be the only schools to kind of get into it, but eventually it would expand, okay? Now, this is not, this is, in the beginning, this is not no corporate, you don't see no corporate people, you don't see no, no whites in there doing that, this is, this is straight up. Carter G. Woodson and an association of the study of Negro life and history. They're combined together, historians, to teach us black historians. So for somebody to again, so so for somebody, I don't know, I don't know what people come off. I don't know, I don't, I don't, I don't understand how people come off and, and try to discredit any of this. And try to sit there and in this day and age and say, oh. That's BS. Come on now. Black historians gather together to compile this information to share it with us. Carter G. Woodson thought this was essential to ensure the physical and intellectual survival of this. Of us in the in the within the world society. This is a this is a quote directly from him. And you can take it how you will, but it gives you some type of understanding, at least about what he felt. I don't think he was all totally accurate, but here you go. He goes, if race, if a race has no history, it has no worthwhile tradition. It becomes a negligible factor in the thought of the world, and it stands in danger of being exterminated. The American Indian left no continuous record. He did not appreciate the value of tradition, and where is he today? 
the Hebrew keenly appreciated the value of tradition as, as attested as is attested by the Bible itself. In spite of worldwide persecution, therefore, he is a great factor in our civilization. Not even knowing he and he didn't even know yet. I bet you he didn't even know that he was the real Hebrew, but he didn't know that. He didn't know that. But then that also go. But again, I don't know about all that. See, I'm gonna take that back. Black people don't, you know. I mean, again, the people here are not Hebrew. They took you from Western and Southern Africa. Okay, that don't make you not special. That don't make you, you know, not chosen by God because. That, that whole thing is a misnomer. He created all of us. I don't think any of us was, was supposed to be that special. Because it makes no sense. It makes no sense for God to destroy the whole world with a flood, right? Because we were all sinning. And then he decides, well, the world is still sinning at some point. But I'm just going to have the chosen people get enslaved because they somehow lost the word. I don't, I don't believe that. So I don't believe that that you match up with the same people. I think that's a that's really an allegory for people that are dark skinned as a, as a totality. I mean, you know. But they specific we know we know the geography and, and Israel is not on the, the, the coastal shores where they were getting slaves from. So we're gonna have to stop playing that, okay? That's not to say that they weren't black. I'm not gonna say that. They were definitely black. Okay, that's I'm not gonna I'm not I'm not gonna argue with you that I'm not gonna say geez no no no, but us in America, no. By the time by the time we were taking being taken to America, we're being real. This is why historical, you know, reference and historical knowledge is just as important as you reading the. Um, and don't get wrong, you know, it's just as important as in reading, you know, the Bible, especially if you're into the scripture, especially if you're religious. And that's part of your religion. But again, historically, by the time they were taking us into slavery, putting us in the bondage, wasn't no people really of African descent dominating that area. We were a minority by that time. And again, that's not where they were importing the slaves, getting the, the slaves from. Uh, they were getting them in the, the eastern coast of Africa, so around Kenya, Zimbabwe, anything around the waters, the oceans, again, because of transport. Uh, now, again, uh, that does not mean that, you know, in more, uh, you know, more ancient times or times before slavery, uh, black slaves were not taken from Israel. Yes, that is, that is true. Uh, but again, that again, they those are pro, they're probably living in Europe now. In those areas, if we're being if we're being honest with ourselves, now I'm just being, I'm just saying because of geography and where those slaves were taken to, you were taken from the new world. You were taken to the, the you know America. What's what's closer to what's closest to America? Israel or Nigeria? gotta keep it real with yourself that's that's why black history month is important because you would understand oh yeah you know i come from here but definitely you know they're all part of black history because again black history is important in celebrating and re remembering at least amongst us the african diaspora as a whole 
It began as a way of remembering important people and events, like I said, in the history of the African diaspora. So the, the spreading of African culture and knowledge in all of us, all of us from the continent. So it didn't matter. So it encompassed Egypt, it encompassed the Hebrew, all that. It encompassed the Bantu people, they encompassed all the great Zimbabwe historically. It will encompass man, it encompassed all the historical. It encompassed all of us from from the people from Quote de Ivoire, which is Ivory Coast, and I could have pronounced that wrong in French, forgive me. From Angola, all those people connects all those people, Nigeria, and the descendants in the US, and the descendants in the Caribbean, and the descendants in Brazil. It's the African diaspora. Everybody who lives, who, who, if you're black, melanated, if you identify as black and you live in Britain, France, uh, Spain, which is not a lot of them, but again, wherever you're at, that's part of the diaspora. That's what they're talking about. Guyana, all those people, Barbados, anything you can think of. With the black people there, you're part of the African diaspora. That is what black history is all about. First of all, we're, we're, it's about the, the knowledge, the sharing of knowledge of the culture, the sharing of knowledge of, the, of everybody's history. So we, we're on some even keel and we're solid in a unit now. We want to talk about black history, but everybody, first of all, we got people just, you know, just trying to dismantle what it really means, what it's all about. You got people with all these different ideologies. They can't even think straight. These people are split between two parties. They they only have one president that's been our that's been black. Not to say, you know, not and that's not to keep pushing it, but again, we should be trying to pursue those ambitions as opposed to being split between Bernie or uh, and Trump and Bernie and Biden and Buttigieg if you're a Democrat. Why why put yourself through that? We can have more of a selection of our own candidates. Why not? Why not pursue those endeavors? That's why Black History Month is here. Now, Black History Month again will come in, uh, come in, uh, well, be official in the 70s. Uh, now, originally it was proposed amongst a Black Student Union at Kent University in Ohio. And we're going to go a little bit deep, okay? So I'm taking my time with this one because I want to put some perspective here, okay? Because again, we, we're shooting each other. We're at a, we're at a really weird impasse in our in our society and in our culture we have we're in a society where well you know in our community there's a whole lot of negativity going on that we just don't want to address and we just and let's just call it like it is let's just say it like that and there's a lot of going stuff going on that we don't want to address we we haven't come we're not unified and let's just say it like that and then as a bigger picture as a whole we don't know truly what a what a second term from donald trump may bring we don't know what the wrong, what the, what, you know, a certain Democratic nominee could do if they're elected. We don't know where this country could go as a whole, you know. Um, so, you know, because you know, you got what your Bible thumpers are telling you it's the end times, it's this, it's that, you know, it's, excuse me, it's it's the end times, it's end, it's, it's, it's the end of this, it's the end of that. Uh, again, you have so many different sides. You have racial factions now, you know, you have, you know, sexual orientation factions, you have male versus female factions. So, there's a lot of conflict, just like within, within our own community, there's a lot of conflict and there's a lot of misinformation by all sides and all sides are being manipulated by the wealthy, sorry. 
every every faction every notable faction that you're seeing being pushed in the public eye is being controlled by some millionaire fa billionaire faction and i wouldn't trust it if it's mainstream i would trust all all grassroots student made community made worker made unions groups anything like that now that's what i think the people are gonna have to do uh back to black history Month because again that's how they started was by the black student union at king university again like i said in ohio it was started in february of 1969 it will last uh the first uh black history month will take place like i said a year later in 1970 from january 2nd to february 28th uh now six years later uh it was made uh well it was uh placed in the schools uh this well in pretty much centers of black culture again like places like new york you know la probably now uh well at least in those communities chicago of course and of course in the south now it will be made official in 1976 by a republican so there you go gerald ford it was made an official uh, it was officially celebrated uh in the united states in the bicentennial this is a quote coming from him say what you will that's why maybe maybe we are maybe we can infiltrate a party or you know at least get our own needs met if we go ahead and do them and go about them and again this is a quote come from gerald r ford uh basically for black history Month. he goes on to say seize seize this opportunity to honor the too often neglected accomplishments of black americans in every endeavor throughout our history mm. and that's coming from republican which means to tell me it's you know it's about what you make it and yes there is racism but again you gotta go sit out there go out there and go get it because some of them will appreciate it and not only uh before i let you guys go on this topic here black history is not only just celebrated here in the united states another misconception again this is about the african diaspora this is concerning black people who live in all different parts of the world so not only is it celebrated here in America, this has also been celebrated in the United Kingdom since 1987. Uh, this has also been celebrated in Canada in 1995, and even in uh, the Republic of Ireland. Uh, the Irish Great Hunger Institute at Quinnipiac University in Connecticut, uh, they went on to say Black History Month was initiated in Cork in 2010. This location seems particularly appreciative. Uh, well, this uh, location particularly uh, appropriate uh, as in the 19th century, the city was a leading center of abolition and the male and female anti-slavery societies, male and female, there you go, anti-slavery societies welcomed a number of black abolitionists to lecture there, including Charles Lennox Rev Remen and Frederick Douglass. But in America, it's taught, well, we'll, we'll tell each other that the all Irish hate you, or the Irish are the cops, they trying to keep you down. See, it's all about what they tell you. Now in America, things change because America's, they, America plays mind games. America's racist because they need to keep the classism, classism in place. I keep telling you all that. Don't believe in American racism. American racism is designed. It's by design. It's contrived as hell. If you look at your history, you will understand that it's it's contrived. Okay. The Great Depression, when every, when the bottom fell out, everybody was broke. Same thing in the recession. Everybody started losing money. There's little wage gap games that they play, but really it comes down to the classes. The classes really. Uh, the, the upper classes, the, the aristocrats, they are truly getting uh, all the benefits, whether they're black, white, gay, straight, didn't really, don't really matter. Trust me. Mm -hmm. Once you're clearing a certain amount of bank, you pretty much don't have to really 
abide by these these laws. That's for us. That's for the working class. That's for the guys barely getting by. Uh, that's for the females working nine to five jobs, uh, just trying to provide for their family. That's why they make, uh, you know, they get everybody addicted to food stamps. Not just black folk. No, not just black folk. And it's not a Democrat Republican thing because people who vote Republican are on food stamps too. I, that's another misnomer that people put out there. Stop! Stop believing the hype. Um, actually talk to people actually you know again observe the environment you live in everybody you know and everybody at your remarks and that's how you get a good idea of you know what's really what's going on you live you go out there and you really look at the world for what it is and you stop just reading whatever um side that you're into whatever you know whatever your belief system stop stop just reading specifically stuff that's about that because again it's skewing the way you look at things that's just the way it is and believe it or not i i learned that too and again it took me a while but again your your belief system is important and especially if it's you know but your belief in god that is important but belief systems and ideologies you got to be able to uh be open-minded and be able to check that at some point in time because again not i'm not saying believing in god or your religion per se um but again social ideologies when it starts to come down to race those are things that's how that manifests uh and that's why we still want to push the race card whenever we feel that we can and I'll get to the uh, get to another example of that in just a little bit. I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, Deontay Wilder. Uh, let me just get into that. Um, yeah, we going in today. Uh, let's get into some Deontay Wilder real quick. And uh, of course, he got knocked out over the weekend. And um, again, I saw you know a, a, a myriad of of different excuses, which I didn't like. Um, first it was he was drugged first it was um, well mind you we all know he got knocked out of course for the, the heavyweight championship of the world I'm pretty sure a lot of people know about it uh, because again they've done so much to hype that that uh, division over the years and, and hype the fact that at least in America we need a champion and uh, whatever and uh, I, again it's just another example of just how silly the world it's like nationalism in sports I I root for America when we're at war. I root for black people when we're being charged for a crime we didn't commit. When <laughs> when we do succeed at certain things, I do I do root for you at that. Uh, if 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 uh, Deontay Wilder would have won this fight, I would have said good job, you know, whatever, because he would have had to change up his skills and he would have had to become a you know somewhat of a boxer he would have to do some things and i would have been really impressed had he really would have done that honestly genuinely because in order to in order for him to beat fury he's got to really make some big changes and he has he has not and any person that knows boxing uh would have known i i i it's funny because as a black person you can't just not root for black people all the time I'm pretty sure y'all know that as a black as, as black people, and I know a lot of black people listen to my show, so y'all go through this. And uh, so maybe some of y'all are just 100% every time a black person is in a situation, uh, no matter what it is, you know, like that, I, you're just going to root, root for them. I've, I like boxing. I like the sport of it, um, and I never really, especially since I played competitively in, in, in athletics, not boxing per se, but because I played sports and I played against black people, white people, Latinos, Asians, that's an equalizer. 
and um, I, you know, things like that, you lose the, the kind, you lose the, the, you lose, like, again, like, you're proud of being black, but again, you're not wearing it as a sleeve on your shoulder in sports, it's just like, yeah, you know, I come from this, this is who I am, but sports is a great equalizer, and you learn to respect people just by the way that they play it, and the way that they carry themselves, and so I, and I think watching boxing really got me out of it because I became fans of people like, you know, Felix Trinidad and uh, Fernando Vargas at some points in my life, or at least really enjoyed their fighting styles and the way that they would put on a show. I mean, um, and even Manny Pacquiao, you know, he's not, he's not black. So again, and there's plenty of black people that, and it's funny because it's about how we apply, you know, how we root for because Everybody seems to be, everybody black that I know, a lot of people that I, you know, know, they want to be riding on, you know, wild, they was riding on wild and coattails, especially when he had that till this day, oh, he's standing up for us, he's this and he's that, and they, they rode him, but they don't ride Floyd Mayweather, they didn't ride Floyd Mayweather, he was a, he was a brother, he was doing it big, and they had a, you know, little, you know, assorted excuses for why they couldn't do that, so it's just like, it's flip-floppy, you know, I think where they apply their love and who they think is woke and all that, I think who they apply that, that moniker to in our community is a little bit, uh, I don't know, I, don't, I mean, I, I definitely um, respect Deontay Wilder's presence, I definitely respect the respect him as a man uh but he definitely had flaws in his boxing game and being pro-black was not gonna save him from that and talking of all that that jargon was not gonna save him if he wasn't gonna get in the ring and really learn how to box somebody that that's just keeping it real he was he was you know getting his ass whooped he got knocked down twice and um honestly people don't want to say it but he was exposed in the very first fight uh if we look if we look at his really if we really look at his record you'll understand uh that you know a lot of his fight let's just be honest he fought a majority of bumps and the people don't like that word that word is triggering and i won't apply that to him because people will blow up i i i'm in this facebook group that's about boxing right and i had a post that called him a bum and people exploded how dare you you ain't got no money you ain't got this he knocked everybody out else out and guess what these are true statements but you gotta understand against who it's about again it's about the who 37 of his 42 fights have been against opponents not in the top 15 in any uh, any rankings. Whether it be world rankings, whether it be pound, pound for pound, of course, and not even for the belts. They were not even ranked by this, the, the, uh, uh, the belt associations. Okay? They're not even in the top 15. Now, mind you, uh, he got the belt. Originally, he got the belt, of course. He had to be the champion. Name was Stavern. I can't remember his first name. Whatever. But he wasn't all that. I'm telling you, man. WBC. I don't trust the WBC, and that's the belt that he had. That 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 belt organization, in my opinion, that's the that's the typical, my opinion, paper champ belt. Everybody that they think is popular, they just give them a WBC belt. Oh, you're popular. Let's just let's just move. They just move. That that's the fast track. They talk about it being prestigious. No. 
you need to be a lineal champion. That's the man. That's the man of the of the championship. That's not even a, they don't even have a belt for that. Fuck the IBF. What they tell you, don't don't worry too much about the IBF, the WA, all them alphabet belts. If you ain't the lineal champion, which Tyson Fury was, you ain't all that. Tyson Fury beat up Klitschko, and that's how he got that title. He took his belts until he got caught up with the dope. It happens. But no, I already knew. Wilder was a few classes ahead of Brett. People keep saying, "Oh, he knocks everybody out." He knocked out weak people in the in the in the three fights that he did not score a knockdown. Think about it. Let's be real. He has a 95% KO rating, which gives him out of 37 fights, there's only three of them. 42 fights, there was only three of them. They didn't get a knockout. The one fight he didn't get a knockout was back in the back few years back. He was sloppy and he needed 12 rounds to beat up a bump to a journeyman. Okay, I'll, I won't use the word bump. I'll use the word journeyman, which means somebody whose record, he probably has 10 or more losses. He ain't never had a belt before. That's what I'm telling you. He fights motherfuckers with double-digit losses and he never had a belt. Or if they had a belt, it was for like a month. And then the first person that they beat, got they got destroyed. So stop it. And he, after he beat them, they ain't never been ranked again. They ain't never been talked about. Stop. That's who he beat. Okay? So it didn't surprise me when he got into a ring with somebody who's beating up on Klitschko when he's somebody who's actually went all around the world in, in Europe, beat up all the best fighters in Europe, beat up the best fighters in America, really gained belts, really took away somebody's belts. It was going to surprise me that he knocked somebody that I've been beating up on Uber drivers. Now, don't talk to me about AJ's loss against against Ruiz. Ruiz has been ranked by all the sanctioning bodies, all that he's ranked in the top five. So he had skills. He was ranked by the WBC number two. He was one of the, he was actually the number one contender in WBC for a long time. And Anthony, I'm not sorry, Deontay Wilder ducked him to fight the old ass Jose Ortiz after he been caught doping. So I don't trust, I don't trust the Jose Ortiz bout. He ain't raw. No, he was not raw. He was he was overweight. He was old. He was slower, and he had been caught doping two years before, a year before. I don't, man, he Dante Wilder was fighting subpar fighters. He got into a ring with a champion two on two occasions and did not get a knockout, and he got beat up for four. Again, his original fight, the, the first ever fight, I forgot the opponent. I, uh, it went twelve rounds. He was out of sorts to some extent. He did not beat, he was not, again, he was not able to knock this guy out. So again, he looked average in that fight. The first fight against Fury, he fought into a draw despite getting two knockdowns, which means what? He was getting that ass outboxed. Sorry, y'all can say what you will. He has all the great power, but if he can't land, he ain't knocking you out. So how great is the power? I, I'd like to, I'm questioning how good that power is. He knocked down Fury twice. Twice. How many dudes you know got knocked down by him twice and got back up? Is he really hitting them that hard or is he fighting boom? I'm just, that's what I'm talking, I'm just saying there's two, there's three fights. He did not get a knockdown. Two of them and then, then the last two that he did not get a knockout. It's the last two fights. No knockouts. He fought to a, a draw. He got a draw. He got knocked out. 
that's what you call you need more skills the right hand ain't gonna do it for you you gotta get footwork you gotta get some defense which he did not have come on now Tyson Fury went up and went up straight to you and you had no answers to that you backed up that's it Tyson Fury was bold with his strategy and um, that's what he that's what you get that is what that is what you get I'm not I I, I knew this coming into it I um, people did you know people really I oh it, it, you gotta understand it. this is why I try to tell people boxing is not about raw savagery it's not about how hard you hit people that is not the sport if you want to go do if you want to go fight and you just want to go you go start a fight with somebody in the bar and then you, that that's how you get your fix you watch MMA you're not going to get that in box. You're going to get technical skills. And if the technical skills are really on point, you, you can get an ass open like you got last night. But that's not what that sport is about. You cannot be. There's no way you're going to knock everyone out like that. What do you do when it doesn't happen? That's what makes you great. After Mike Tyson got knocked out by Buster Douglas, it was over. The mystique was gone. Because, well, for him, for him, it was unfortunate because he actually had way more, way more diverse skill set than Wilder ever could have. That's why when Wilder said the the quote that he could be the the prime Mike Tyson, no. He had way more in his arsenal than what you think he had. He did not just hit hard. That's a misconception that Mike Tyson just hit people hard. Oh, hell no. Did you see his defense? Did you ever see his head movement, his footwork? He sets himself up for those knockouts. He does not just punch to knock you out. You you were sadly mistaken if that's what you thought all Mike Tyson did, bro. And for anybody that thought that, you need to watch Mike Tyson fight. Really, not the highlights where he knocks the guy. No, really watch a fight. Really watch a fight. I mean, when I say watch a fight, like, you know, you know, you don't have to watch the introductions and all that, but round one, ding, you need to watch that entire round. Again, don't just watch the highlight. Don't just watch the knockouts because you're not going to really get it. There's nuances in his game that Wilder would not have answers for. With what I saw on Saturday, oh, no. And you, you could talk about Joshua. Everybody wants to bring up Joshua. He beat up on Joshua. Nah, fam. If Joshua comes in there super cocky and ain't really on his mind, I don't know. Ain't really, you know, like he came in with Ortiz, which I would doubt. He probably coming in with the best shape of his life. A keen eye. He's a better boxer in some respect. He can move his feet a lot better. Y'all tripping? Uh, you slipping? I don't know. <laughs> I think he goes twelve, and I don't think he wins a twelve-round fight. I think, I think, I think Joshua wins a, 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 a unanimous decision that makes y'all very mad because again, he didn't knock him out. You know, he has to knock him out, right? Um, Deontay Wilder. Again, I've been trying to tell people he's a few levels down from the top competition. He has great power, but. 
if he had some type of setup skills, if he had a jab, a decent jab, and some footwork and some countering ability, he would be devastating. But he doesn't, so he looks devastating against average competition. But when you put him in the upper echelon, it don't translate. Okay? Um, that's the big thing here. It does not translate. So, <sighs> hmm. he didn't get drugged. He might have got hit in the back of the head. Yeah, he ruptured the eardrum. Okay, but that's what happens when you get hit in boxing. Things happen. Ali got a jaw broke. What do you, what do you, what do you expect? People have broken orbital bones. Did you see Kel Brick after he fought Triple G? I mean, come on, dudes, get over it. He got his ass whooped. There is no conspiracy theory. You're making him look weaker like that. He got his ass whooped. And all that shit he's trying to talk about is let. No, don't even go there, bro. I didn't have my leg on him. Come on. And I heard this other interesting point. Oh, well, Wilder has to get out of his corner. Uh, a black fighter needs a a white trainer in order to get his bowel rhythms together. Dude, he had a black trainer. Got his ass whooped. What, what are you talking about? He had been knocking everybody out up until that point with the white dude, right? I don't know. I just call it how I see it. Just call it how I see it. We could talk all about the issues and, and the excuses. Man got beat up on national TV. He talks a lot of smack. He brings a lot of energy to the table. Um, if you're not afraid, you can beat him. You can if you can box, you can beat him. <laughs> That's like Mike Tyson. <laughs> as great as he was, and believe me, he had a lot more to offer uh, than than Deontay Wilder. But again, you know, Buster Douglas came in there one night, very determined. He said, "Fuck this." I got something to prove. Mike Tyson came in there, uh, you know, ish, I got this. This is in the bag, you know. And uh, we have an upset. But anyways, I went I went in. I went off the deep end today, guys. I'm going to have to call it a wrap. Um, I had a lot, <laughs> lot more I wanted to get into, but I couldn't. Um, I'm going to let you guys go. Um, I do have uh, some black history that I want to get into, uh, a topic that I want to get into. Uh, some history. It won't be, you know, you know off the cup, you know, how my, how I'm feeling in my thoughts, but, um, I'm going to get into some actual black history, uh, before the month is over, uh, I would say my next episode, and it should be out, uh, I want to say, uh, tomorrow, uh, I'll get, yeah, I'll have that for you guys tomorrow, I still got my top tens to do, so they're going to come out later this week, I'm going to come, I'm going to try my best to come back to you tonight, because I did want to get through some college basketball, uh, the new top 25 is out, that's really what I wanted to talk about, uh, after all that, uh, was going to be some college football and some NBA, uh, an NBA update, but I just over there. Yeah, yeah, we've, I've taken enough of your time, <laughs> but, uh, I will try my best to get back to you tonight. Uh, if not, then I will save that, uh, I will save that for tomorrow as well. Um, but if you are looking to get in touch with me, you can hit me up on my email at ljbutler75 at gmail.com. That is ELJbutler75 at gmail.com. Once again, that is 
E-L-J-Butler, B-U-T-L-E-R, 75 at gmail.com. You can also hit me up on uh, Facebook at Johnny. That is E-L-J-A-M-A-H-A-D-J-A-N-I. Once again, that is Johnny. That is E-L-J-A-M-A-H. A D J A N I. Also, uh, I also have a Instagram page as well at L Jamal. That is E L J A M A H. And then finally, I have a Facebook page for the show as well at Never Out of Bounds. Again, this is your man L Jamal. Thank you for listening to me. Um, I'm back. Uh, yes, I was I was sick for a minute, but now I am back. So bear with me. I'm gonna be getting back to you guys soon. All right, y'all. If anybody hasn't told you yet, I love you. Peace out. One love. Y'all have a good day.